0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Dr. Heidi. And today on the podcast, I'm super excited. We did have to laugh a little bit. I think it took us 14 times to get this um, scheduled and actually nailed down. And I think I've said that on a podcast before, but people have lives and and you think you've got it organized and then you don't. So all of you out there that think I have my life organized, surprise, I do not. Uh, Anyway, i'm I'm very excited about the guests that I have on today because she is a former client. And now, friend. and I have to tell you, I saw this woman go through a very quick transition that was amazing over the last several months. Um once she got it, she got it and she latched onto it and she took off. And I think, With with the way she went about things and her mindset, I really thought that she could be very inspirational and her story of her journey could be of a lot of value to some of you people. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and I'm going to have her tell a little bit about herself and then we'll kind of go into how she got moving through the transformation and where she is now. So welcome to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for having me here, Dr. Heidi. Uh, My name is Tira. And um, like Dr. Heidi said, I I came to her with a need and she totally helped me out through that. But about me, um, I'm a 44-year-old single mother of four, uh, a personal trainer, and I'm working on some additional certifications. Um, Who am I? Such one of those questions. And working on learning to say my former and not just single mother of four, right? Really valuable and all that that means. But work in progress. Um, Basically, I I guess as of three plus years ago, I defined myself as um, a doting wife, caring mother, taking care of everybody else uh, all the time, like most, probably most of us on here, if you have children or if you are married. um, You know, uh, just thinking that I was living the American dream and thinking that I was happy um, not knowing exactly what that meant, but just doing what I thought I was supposed to do. Um, you know, had the big house, lived in the country club, had the nice cars, the trips four healthy kids, two awesome dogs. Who's can't even be pronounced Catone de Tollier, if you know what those are. And, um, a successful husband that owned his own business. Um, you know, from the outside, I guess everything looked kind of perfect, but it wasn't. Um, you know, I guess there were some cracks in the foundation, some problems in the marriage, but I didn't really recognize those. One, because I was blinded by, you know, the busy chaos and crazy of life. Two, um, because I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what a problematic marriage looked like because I didn't know what a good marriage looked like. Um, You know, my parents didn't have one. His parents didn't have it. Most of my friends still don't have it. And so I was just kind of living life until, you know, some things happened in the marriage, some disastrous things that actually now I realize are beautiful and wonderful. Like most problems that come along, you know, you don't realize um, the value that they are at the time until you make it through them. But, you know, it was those problems that really shone a light on everything and really brought the cracks and brought the problems to the surface to the point where they were irreparable. Um Uh, irreconcilable. And, you know, both false two parties at play. Most times there are two or three sides to every story. And so, um, you know, where I had gotten to such a low place and felt like I needed to do something and take care of myself, he uh, was not in a place of forgiveness or um you know wasn't able to let go of those flaws and faults uh just wasn't in his nature and so you know it became a me or him mentality and it was it became so toxic of a situation for my children that I didn't want them to then fall into this cycle of you know not knowing what a marriage or a partnership should be like so you know f- for the grace of my children and for myself you know I had to make a decision to finally end that marriage um fast forward a couple years and divorce is hard and divorce is crazy and not have, feeling stable and not feeling secure and not knowing which way to turn and bringing some very bad habits into a new relationship with a wonderful woman um and thinking maybe that she was the problem and not dealing with my own i stumbled and fumbled upon dr heidi Um, you know, doing frantic internet searches, listening to webcasts and podcasts and, um, all types of things on toxicity, because I just knew there was some problems. I knew there was some toxicity, but, um, I didn't know where to go or what to do or how to navigate through them. And that is how I came across Dr. Heidi.
0: Yes. And I was so excited when you did, although I have to tell you, I was, I was a little confused on our first call, um. Because you, you were very not sure what you were looking for and, and we worked through it and it was, it was kind of eye opening to both of us, how everything turned out as we got things talked through. But, um, why did you schedule your first call with me? If you can remember. So I
1: scheduled the first call with you because I felt, um, lost. Like I briefly mentioned, um, at the time I was in a new relationship, new ish. And just having a lot of problems in that relationship. Um, And and I couldn't pinpoint why. I didn't know if it was her. I didn't know if it was me. uh, And I honestly thought that I probably should be ending it because I thought it was more her than me. Um, Like I think that a lot of times we do. And I wanted it's never us. (laughs) us. Um, and I wanted to get your expert advice on, you know, defining this toxic relationship and then how to best get out of it, how to navigate through this breakup and and get out of this situation.
0: And I think I think you were surprised when I said, Well, I can't tell you if it's toxic or not. For sure. Oh, like and you were kind of like, Oh, well, now what am I supposed to do? And and through that, I just started teaching you, um, you know how the toxic personality works and how it affects us and how we are trained to respond to it certain ways and and we really dug up some stuff that was surprising so you know when when we first spoke what did the relationship with her look like and what did the relationship with your former husband look like so the relationship with my former
1: husband my former um you know Surprisingly, it looked like I was still trying to be his friend and I was still trying to um, let him determine my value and worth. You know, I realized reading a book, Codependency No More, um, you know, that I, I, looked to him and probably before that daddy issues, but for acknowledgement and, um, to define my value and my worth, it was always, what could I do for him to acknowledge that for him to, you know, give me credit for him to clap and, and say, you know, good job. And even through the divorce, I think, you know, we had been married for 16 years together for 18. So most of my adult life was spent with this man and, you know, through fear through not knowing ignorance um you know i was still trying to rely on him for that um you know and he he was still the person that he is he hasn't really done a lot of work and our relationship is you know or was as it still was and so um you know i didn't realize i was doing it but i still was you know i was still kind of leaning on him and depending on him in that relationship and too kind of afraid to let it go um and then the relationship with her i was bringing that need for acknowledgement. I was trying to buy her any gifts. I was trying to spend all the time, physical touch, do every love language possible, throw it all out there in hopes of getting that back. Instead of doing it, you know, instead of loving myself first and and getting that from myself, you know, not even understanding what that looked like or or how to even achieve that. Um, But, you know, I was taking the things that, had negatively impacted or were a result of the negativity in the previous relationship, the former with the ex-husband, the former, um, and bringing it into my new relationship and just putting a lot on her that really didn't need to be there, you know, really wasn't her problem and it was more mine.
0: Yep. And I think, I think the thing that I find so ironic with your story is I don't know that you really, um, Really thought that your former was that toxic. I think that you know there was a lot of negativity, but he's you know the kid's dad, and you spent a lot of time, and there was a lot of investment. And I think when you first called me, you you thought that was something that you had packed up and put in the past, other than co-parenting. Correct. And Correct. so so your your goal in talking to me was wondering why this now present relationship was feeling so up and down. Yes. And yeah. and and what we discovered through through just me educating you on, on you know the toxic personality and how we respond to it, what, what you realized was the marriage was actually very, very toxic and it was very unhealthy for you. And the relationship that you were actually in, that you were actually in now was so up and down because you were trying to function in a healthy relationship the same way you had been trained to function in a toxic relationship.
1: Correct. Absolutely correct. I mean, it was mind blowing to me because as I was going through, you were explaining what drives a toxic personality and, um, you know, talking about the control, the power, the attention, the admiration that we were talking about, like, well, you know, she really didn't do that or I really didn't experience that, um, you know, and it was only through our discussions and through, you know, working through, I realized that, wait a minute, you know, I was putting the emphasis in the wrong place. The toxicity was from the previous and I was bringing it back she had strong boundaries and I was reading those boundaries all wrong right. only i you know spoke with you and read the book about boundaries and understood how important that was that i realized that i was asking her to compromise that and in a way making myself the toxic person yep. in that situation yeah um, and
0: and i think too you know you didn't even realize that you were still feeding him with the things that he needed because of the fear of, you know, upsetting him and making the co-parenting experience bad or, you know, you being the bad person or or you looking like the bad person. And I remember one day going, how come you have so much communication with him still? And you were like, well, I just I just feel like I have to. And, and it took about a week and you cut all of that out and learned to only interact with him as you needed to with no emotion. Correct, and correct. When you did that, and started focusing on the fact that you had just been trained in a lot of these behaviors what happened to your present relationship it got better
1: (laughs) um you know well what i I started to shift you know i i took it back i kind of took the power back from everybody else and put it on my own shoulders um and just really started to focus on myself and my boundaries and so I took him out of the equation altogether. And, you know, that was like a weight lifted off of my shoulders. You know, no more of these conversations that would start out okay and end up with him placing the blame on me or us rehashing things that didn't need to be rehashed or, you know, him criticizing me or uh, putting me down in some type of way about my actions. I mean, we're not married. It doesn't matter mm. what you do. So I took that power back. And then, you know, I took all of the... Not all of, but you know the energy that I was putting on her to bend her boundaries and to change her ways, I just started building myself up and building my own boundaries and understanding my needs and wants and putting myself first and and you know establishing what I wanted this new life to look like and creating my own structure and in doing that, I took some of that um, some of that pressure off of her, you know, and she was able to kind of like a flower. It was like, I was almost like, you know, um, just killing her with all of that energy, all of that. And it was like to pull back and give her breathing room so that she could then appreciate me and my boundaries. And, you know, we just, we started to just build a better relationship uh, together when we were able to, I was able to focus on myself and my needs, she's able to do so. And then we figure those things out together rather than, you know, I either wanted to pour all of myself into her as I had done previously in my other relationship, you know, what, what do you need me to do? Where do you want me to be? How do you want me to be, you know, rather than me doing that, or rather than me asking her, you know, change this, do this, do this my way. And just respecting, her lane and respecting my lane and us coexisting together and it has made all of the difference
0: and and you know i i remember the day that we started talking about your former when i realized how much communication you had with him and it was almost like i gave you permission to stop doing that and you were like oh i don't even have to do that i go yeah you're not married anymore and it was like a light bulb went off and and you immediately changed the way you interacted but but the thing that i realized and you know being in these type of relationships, especially for, for a long period of time, we, we lose our identity. We cater and we change ourselves to become who they need. And yes. so when you leave that relationship, unless you put the work in on yourself to really figure out who you are, we step into the next relationship without an identity, which makes us like you did pour ourselves into this next person. Right.
1: Right. And, and luckily she is a strong enough person with strong enough boundaries that she didn't take advantage of that, you know, but if it had been somebody else, they could have easily taken advantage of me and I could have just gone right into another situation like that. Or if I wouldn't had just recognized the need for a change and, and started to make some changes, I could have been in that same situation again, you know, um, yep. Yep. And I, I
0: will tell you, um, for those people who are out, you will feel yourself go through um, cycles of this feeling. Different things will cause you to start pouring yourself into them because that's our personality. And because we all have some of that residual from when we used to do it to carry forward, that, that you'll notice that you'll have times where you'll catch yourself putting your things on the back burner and kind of falling back into that. And if you're in a healthy relationship, your partner will notice immediately that yes. your self-confidence is down and that you're like, like, like following them around and smothering them. <laughs> and, and I, like you have a very healthy relationship now, but it only takes my husband a couple weeks to notice that I've got something going on and I'm struggling in whether it's insecurity or just life balance or something, because my go-to is pour myself into him. Well, right. When you're feeling, and you'll you'll recognize this too, when you are feeling insecure in yourself, we don't realize we have complete control of, of regaining that because it's what we put into our own life that makes us feel secure, right? right? But the minute we start feeling insecure, what do we do? We look around at people in our lives and wonder why they're treating us different or they're judging us and why they're making us feel insecure. Right. And, and in the end, it is 100% of the time that we've stopped doing what we need to do for us. So what was the biggest thing that you realized about yourself when we were working together? Because you took such huge leaps and bounds in the time that we worked together. I almost couldn't keep up with you. <laughs> well, you're
1: a great teacher, uh, you know, and you inspire just a lot of uh, provoked a lot of thought, um, you know, and I was just. I was tired of it. I was just tired of being in that place. And I felt that if I had taken the steps on this journey, then I'm going to do what you asked me to do. You know, you gave me homework assignments that kept me guided um, and motivated me, you know, and I just remember the one that I did wrong, (laughs) but I still did it with two sheets of paper and with the alphabet. And I write down what I want more of. And I wrote then what I want less of, Um, but you know, just those things just gave me guidance. I think just quickly going back to your point on when we lose ourselves and we start to um, become other focused, I think that as women, as mothers, we're programmed that way, you know, to be nurturers. And um, a lot of times, you know, God bless the men out there who are partners, but a lot of times, you know, because that baby doesn't come out of their belly, you know, or because of gender norms, have been programmed in our heads since the beginning of time. Um, you know, we're not taught like to love ourselves and to nurture ourselves, and it's looked as as self centered. If if you know you want to make time for yourself, you don't even know what that means half the time. But right. um, you know, so just having these this assignment and you know, give, being given the opportunity. And um, it was like you saying, okay, like it is okay for you to focus on you. As a matter of fact, that's what you need to do. You know, when I would sit in my house by myself and my kids were with the former you know, it was like, what else am I supposed to do? Like, this is actually a gift because I'm, I'm given an opportunity to rebuild, to reconstruct and to make a life that is centered around me, my wants, my desires, my needs, my goals. And so, you know, I loved it. What, you know, what is it that I want more of in my life? Um, what do I want to cut out of my life? You know, those types of things. I'm, I'm so grateful for that. My values, um, all of that stuff that you just brought to light that, you know, it's like it should be taught to us in school, but it's not. And so, um, I would just say that uh, that's I've just learned to put myself first through you know starting with these baby steps with these assignments, and then it just becomes more and more natural. You know, now I have a bedtime, and I I make a structure of my day, and I realize that these these aren't um, you know those aren't negative things to do; these are positive things that I get to do. You know, when I schedule my day, my workouts, or um, you know when I make my shake, that's going to make my body feel better so that I can then, you know, operate better and be the best me that I can be. And I'm going to get the sleep that I need, or I'm going to take some time for myself and watch a movie. You know, um, it's just, it's wonderful and exciting to be able to do that because in my former previous life, that was not an option. And if I did want to go to the spa or get a massage, I was looked at as selfish, um, or it was a problem. So, you know, just transitioning my mind into a different place. And I just appreciate you helping me do that even through the simple assignments, you know, and I just knew that if I did the work that I would reap the benefits, I
0: would reap the benefits. So, so now, like, I mean, again, didn't, didn't you start a new business or, or restructure a business or something through this whole thing also?
1: I did, yes. Um, I started um, an LLC, fitness driven. Uh, I'm a personal trainer and I've been in the fitness industry for over 10 years. I was a uh, coach with Orange Theory for seven years, but it was time for me to find a new room. Um, And so basically what I mean by that is to just start my own venture. Um, I'm currently adding nutrition and wellness coaching to my credentials and I'm working with a fitness business mentor to uh, structure my packages uh, and pitches out to a higher client tell for a more complete uh, approach to wellness and health through fitness, um, you know, nutrition and all types of other uh, wellness aspects. Uh, so I'm super excited about that because I've always, you know, wanted to um, just help people, especially women, just be their personal best that they can be. That's one of the reasons why, you know, I'm so happy to be over here and just share my story and if it just helps anybody or inspires anybody, um, you know, just it makes my heart happy and just fulfills my soul. So that's so, what I doing.
0: And then I, I have one more question because I know that the listeners are already wondering about this. Um, because when you met me, your question was, is the relationship I am in right now toxic and how should I get out of it? So how has the work that you have done impacted your now healthy relationship? That is with the same person that you came to me about. Yes. <laughs>
1: How ironic. I don't know
0: if I'm going to have her listen to
1: this because she might be like, what? Um, But she knew that we had problems, um, you know, anyway. But uh, she also knows that I kind of stepped back and took ownership of, you know, what I believed I needed to do. Um, But it's, it's just impacted the relationship. it's a different relationship, really. Um, I always knew that I wanted it, but instead of, you know, like a flower, like smothering it, you know, I learned how to nurture it and I learned how to do so by nurturing myself. Um, I just bring a better me to the table, uh, a more desirable me uh, because I'm loving myself. And, you know, I realized that if I'm not loving myself or caring for myself or doing what I need to be done, how can someone else then treat me the way that I want to be treated? Um, you know, I just think a lot of us are just missing that component. Again, we want to pour everything into everybody else, but it's it's more about pouring into yourself. So, you know, I mean, I don't I don't feel insecure anymore about the time that we're not together. You know, that's time for me. She needs time for her. You know, I realize the value of having that and missing one another and what we can bring to the table. You know, through our separate ventures and just have a more complete um and more enhanced and enriched and fulfilled life together. Um, what,
0: what does what does she say about how how the relationship is now and how how you are now? Does she say anything about noticing a change? She is not the most communicative, but yes, she definitely
1: notices a change. She notices that I Uh, have done, you know, an extensive bit of work on myself, and in doing so, you know, have been able to better respect her and her boundaries, allow her to be her to love her for her to recognize the way that she loves, versus trying to enforce the way that I wanted her to love me. And, you know, I think that that makes her love me that much more. You know, you don't want somebody who tells you how they want it to be done doesn't respect your way of doing it, and then expects it to be that way, you know, instead of somebody who allows you to bring what you have to the table that appreciates what you bring to the table, you know, and then just gives you the opportunity
0: to, to do that, you know, on your, and and you said it earlier, what happens when we're smothering them is, is we basically turn into the one that is trying to control the relationship. And then that, as soon as we think that, that is the last thing we want to be right.
1: Right. Get out of that, that Um, which you know, we, we're trying to get away from, or what has already been damaging to us. Absolutely.
0: So what is one thing that you would tell the listeners, knowing that many are still struggling, not only with the toxicity in certain relationships, but also with the ability to put themselves first and value themselves.
1: I would say that you are enough and you are worth it you know and whatever you believe you know i believe in god and i believe that god loves me and i believe that you know this is my opportunity at life to bring something to the to the world you know the same thing i would tell my kids um you know i would just say take the time you know step back and uh, if you need to unlearn everything that you have learned take baby steps you know if it's just taking a piece of paper and just writing down your favorite things you know you um you deserve that and you're not doing anyone any good by staying in a situation that makes you unhappy. It's like some profound, mind blowing concept to think that we're here to be happy on this earth. But I believe that in my heart now because I am happy. I've come out on the other side. I lived unhappy for so long, stuck in the dark, feeling oppressed, that now that I'm happy, I'm like, holy ish, this is what this is about. And I just wanna share that with everyone else. So, you know, you're enough, you deserve it. Try living happy, and you know, if you, if you're trying to stand something for your kids, don't don't create a situation of where it just is a reoccurring theme. If if kids see an unhappy situation, they're going to think that that's what they should do, and that's how things are supposed to be. We have to step up. We have to have the courage. We have to make the change. And it's like live the life that you want to live, be the life that you want to be, and then that will you know radiate from you, and everything else will fall into place. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but but it's it's,
0: looking back. It's exactly
1: what happens, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's scary. It's scary as hell, but guess what? Like the greatest risk brings the greatest reward. I mean, I would not change one thing that I've been through and I have been through some crap and it's been hard, but that struggle has put me where I am. It's strengthened me and it gives me gratitude like nobody's business. And it also lets me know that I'm not going to go down that road again. You know, that's the beautiful thing about. So, you know, I, Just don't settle for unhappiness and, you know, don't settle for toxicity and whatever you need to do, the baby steps, start taking those steps. And if one step leads to the next step, leads to progress, leads to change, and you will eventually get to where you want to be.
0: Yes. I love it. I'm so glad that you, um, were willing to be on, on the podcast because the first time I asked you, you were like, Oh, you (laughs) want me to be on that? And And this was very motivating and it's, it's, I love being able to have you on here because it's not like I've known you for 12 years and we've been working together forever. Right. This was something that presented itself to you at the perfect time and you were ready and you were willing and you were courageous. And I just want to thank you for being here and sharing your story. Thank you for having me.
1: It has been my pleasure. Thank you for all that you've done to help me. Um, and you know, you, what you're doing is a blessing to others and just keep doing it. But thank you for having me. It, it was my pleasure ultimately.